episode of Fool's Daily. Um, today, it's our, the games that The Guardian didn't put on their list. Bum, 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 bum. So we all get to pick one. So, Because uh, they Conrad, were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> so I'm joined by Conrad. Hello. No, Matt. Matt. Hello. <laughs> See? And Spoonie. Yes. Um, and Spoonie, I know that you've got your game up already. I have indeed. So why don't you tell us your game? My game? Pin the donkey on the pony. No. <laughs> Pin the donkey on the pony? <laughs> Buffoon. My game is Junta. Oh, Junta. Junta, that is an excellent game. Junta. Is it the version that comes with the sunglasses? No. Oh. I, I played an old, old version um, and have played it many times, normally about every two to three years, um, and wonder why I haven't played it more. Basically, it takes place in um, a kind of banana, banana republic. republic. Um, that's the term it uses, not mine. Um, and the players, which I think is up to five or six are jostling for position. There's a president, there's the three generals, there's the Ministry of the in Secret Police, an admiral and a um, Air Force commander, so however many that adds up to. Um, each player takes a role um, and basically it's a game of kind of bluffing and dubious alliances and backstabbing basically the winner at the end is the most has the most money in their swiss bank but you can only get your money into the swiss bank at certain points in the game you can try and assassinate each other um you can actually start a full-blown coup where then there's fighting in the streets and battles and the president has to kind of try and make a run for exile just Really fun game that allows um, a group of friends to stab each other in the back um, and have bloody good fun doing it. What? Who's whispering? Okay. No? Yeah. So I think that version, Mr. Spooner, is actually now um, not available. Um, Boo! Because you're that old, Matt. That, the, yeah, the version I've played is the 1985 version by West End Games, which I have just found a copy of on eBay for 8.99, and therefore am bidding on yeah. it. Is, is, do West End Games even exist? I don't know, but don't I'm probably the highest bidder. Don't know if they do. <laughs> um, it's been redone a couple of times um, since then, uh, kind of simplified down the roles, so you don't quite have the complexity of being you know, the, the army, the, the admiral, or whatever the case may be. But the game mechanics still same, remain the same. You're trying to be a um, a glorious leader for a banana republic, while at the same time perhaps putting aside some public funds for your own personal Swiss bank account. Absolutely. And uh, you want to get out before your uh, your esteemed colleagues decide that it's time to get you out in a more forceful way. I think the newer versions use like a, a rolling dice mechanic, and it's it, it's a lot more streamlined. It only takes about 40 minutes to play, whereas I think the older yeah. version takes a bit longer. Yeah, about two hours. To, yeah. Doesn't appear to be an English version available at the moment. Um, the, oh, certainly, on, certainly on Amazon, you can get a Spanish version or a German version or a Japanese import. 
yeah, I think this was published in English. I want to say someone like Fantasy Flight Games, and they've recently moved the license to someone else, and I, I think that's why you can't get it in English. Okay. So I've played this probably about this must be about the same time that you were playing it, Matt. Sort yeah. of late eighties, early nineties. It used to be a a good student bar game. Yeah. Um, before you started your serious drinking, uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, let's go with Conrad next. <coughs> Me. Yeah, you're the only Conrad on this call. Yeah. Oh, just out of interest, by the way, 6.82 out of 10 for Hunter on Board Game Geek, which I say is ridiculously low, but that's referring to the 19s, the original version by the looks of it. So whether the newer version rates any higher, um, I'm just having a check to see if it differentiates. Uh, no, looks looks all about the same. Okay. It's too low. It's a much better game than that. All right, Conrad, go. Is he finished now? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm spoilt. I have a, I have a difficult Ruined. decision. I've got a difficult decision. One, because I have three games. Three? Yeah. Wow. So number one is Pointless, the board game. Number two is Smash Up. And number three is Botswana. Got I'm, joking. Swana, man. I'm joking about pointless, of course. <laughs> oh, I actually quite like pointless. The board <laughs> mainly, be, mainly because S never wins, oh, and, she, and she's never won a pointless. Tro- she's never won the pointless trophy. <laughs> I I won't do smash up because Joel and Liam covered it in episode two two nine. But I've bought that recently, probably based on on that episode and having played it with uh, the Thanet boys. Did you get the Pretty Pretty Princesses expansion for it? I don't think I've got that one, but I have about three or four expansions for it. <laughs> However, you did buy the Pretty Pretty Princesses oh, expansion yes, I, for me. I bought you, bought you it for your birthday, I believe. You but, did. Seems uh, very, very suitable. Well, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually played. We haven't actually played it yet. It's we? such a great game. It's just good fun, and it's quite simple. And the the fact that you've got the two random decks essentially dropping into other you, you get some crazy combinations but in in terms of like a, a gateway game and just general all-round fun but with a surprisingly um good tactical level it's got to be botswana because it's it's just a winner every time as soon as you get those plastic animals out people cannot help but start playing with them and lining them up and mounting ones <laughs> on others and 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 there is always one person in the group who goes, oh, I don't get this, I don't I don't understand it. And then about one or two games in, they suddenly realise what it's all about and that there is actually a, tacti- a quite a good tactical level to the game as well. Um, and on the back of that, it's been it's just been reprinted, hasn't it, I believe? Yes. It's available now for not extortionate prices on, on Amazon now. <laughs> yes, yes, and you don't have to have it imported from the US. From the US, because I think yeah. I've got three copies from Noble Knight Games in the US um, over the years. <laughs> yeah, Griff, well, as Griffin I've said Games. on the show before, uh, 
Griffin goes nineteen pounds from Amazon. Worth every penny. It's a fantastically brilliantly fun game. Yeah, I mean Conrad Conrad bought me a copy um for Christmas a while back now. And I think we've talked about it on the show before. I was absolutely gobsmacked when he gave it to me because it's I it is an app I played his copy, it's absolutely brilliant and when I got my own copy I was so excited. <laughs> I got a hug. <laughs> You did get a hug because it's an absolute. It is an absolutely brilliant game, Botswana. It's it's so simple. It's I think the version with the animals is like the fifth edition of it yeah, because yeah. it originally started off with just to- with cardboard coloured tokens and stuff. But it is the animal. It is the addition of the animal figures to what is a pretty decent game mechanic mm-hmm. that make that takes it from being a okay game to being an absolutely great game. The whole thing blends together just absolutely brilliantly. It's really quite simple as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly a favourite here, but we play it a lot. It gets played every time we've done any kind of weekends, Malifaux type events. It's, yeah. it's always drawn out, always gathers a crowd, and has twice as many people standing around wishing they were playing as those that are actually playing. Yeah. Uh, I, I've. Uh, created a couple of variants one of which is drawing animals blind you just so you don't know what points you're going to end up oh i thought you were just sketching animals no, yeah, that's no right. eyes that's what i thought but as usual he has no idea yeah blind snake. Uh, um, no that's a, that's a that's an awesome game what's it um on? what's it got on uh board game geek on board game geek a mere, and I would say that's a ridiculously low rating of six point six two. You know what? I'm se- I'm tempted to sign up to board game even just to boost that score <laughs> because that's awful. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, what's uh, what's top of your list? Well, I'm I was torn. Um, I was going to do the obvious one and go zombie side, um, but I've talked about zombie side a lot on this show. Uh, so then I was thinking, oh, what could I do? Well, you know, and I was I was quickly mentally going through the games that we we play regularly, and you know, Flux and Dixit. Um, and I don't know if I talked about Dixit on the show, but that is Dixit is highly recommended. He's brilliant. Have you seen Mysterium that's coming out? No, I haven't. So yeah, that's uh, a similar sort of thing. Uses the Dixit art. One of you plays a ghost of a murdered. Um, get a murdered victim or something and you have to use the Dixit kind of art to give them clues as to how you were murdered or, or what had happened and things oh, like nice. that so it's a cooperative, oh, that fun. cooperative game but uh, yeah that sounds fun, that sounds fun. and right. then I then I thought because then I thought about Shadows Over Brimstone because I played that a few times recently and we've really enjoyed playing that but then I decided that there is only one, there is one game that every time we get out as a family just is guaranteed to produce a brilliant gaming session. Strip poker. That's lo- <laughs> <laughs> Wife swaps these. Oh no, Matt gets in trouble if he says things like that. I'm not allowed to say that sort of thing. <laughs> and it's love letter. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Just the the vanilla love letter or Batman love just, letter? No, just just vanilla. I haven't got Batman oh. love letter. Just got the. Vin- Vanilla love letter. 
is it's just absolutely brilliant. Like, what, what is Love Letter? It is the simplest game in the world, and it should not be brilliant, but it absolutely is. Basically, there is a deck of 12 cards, and they range from values of 1 of the guard to 8 for the princess. Um, each player draws a, has a card dealt to them at the start, and then you go round, and it's draw 1, play 1. And each character has an ability. So, um, for example, the guard, when you play a guard, you can look at one of your opponents and say, have you got the X? And if they have got the X, then they are, at, they have to put their card down. And if you have no cards in your hand, you're out of that round. And the, object, the objective is, is to finish the game, the, to finish the round with the highest value card, which is normally the princess. Because she's she's eight, but you but if you're if the guard someone who plays a guard and says, "Have you got the princess?" and you have, you have to discard the princess and you're out because you've thrown the princess away. Oh, um, and there's there's cards that enable you to um, look at another person's hand or compare your hand. Say you draw the princess and you play a baron, and you compare it with another person's hand. You know you've got the princess who's a a value eight you're always going to have a higher value than anyone else's hand and so you can knock them out and the objective is is to eliminate the other players in the round end up with the princess and then you get a token of affection which is just a little red cube and the first person to get four or five red cubes depending on what level you play wins the game and that's it it is the simplest game in the world and it is absolutely brilliant because there's there's a massive amount of strategy on do I compare my hands? Do I, um, if I've, if you've got the princess, how do you protect her and make out that you haven't got her? So maybe you've got the princess and you draw a guard. So you play the guard and you ask someone else, have you got the princess? To try and put them off that you've got the princess. Um, my wife is terrible because she'll play the guard and go, have you got the princess when she's holding the princess? And her face does this big beaming smile. So we all know that she's got the princess. <laughs> yeah, it's got that sort of bluffing kind of poker yeah. hand kind of mechanic, hasn't it? And, um, yeah. and, we, and very you know, quick and, to play, isn't it? I think it takes Oh, around. it's very quick. Ten, minute, ten minutes around, you know, you're playing five, six rounds. So you're done in an hour. Um, we have... Uh, and this might just be us, but when you play the handmaiden, um, the handmaiden protects you from for, until it gets to your turn again. You can't be the target of any cards. So if you've got the princess and you hand you play the handmaiden, then you're safe. But we have a little song. We all go handmade it up, handmade it up. That that might just be you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's absolutely brilliant. It, now I should give massive shout out to Aidan Kirk because I won at um, a Malifaux event last year at Fast on Games I won a £10 gift voucher and I said what am I going to spend this £10 gift voucher on and uh, Aidan said have you got Love Letter and I said no I haven't because it's Love Letter you know it's called Love Letter I'm thinking Ugh. and he said buy Love Letter you won't regret it and then it's it's £8 so I bought Love Letter and it is absolutely fantastic. We play it on a regular basis. It's a, it's a it's a good one if we're playing if we having a gaming night and we've played say Ticket to Ride or something like that, just to wind down at the end of the the end of the game or the end of the session, we'll just get Love Letter out and play it for 
five minutes. And again, at, like Botswana, at all the events that we have, mm. you know, where people come around here and stuff, um, Love Letter always turns up. I remember uh, last year, people like Greg Pishkosh and uh, John Wharton were all playing Love Letter. Rebecca sat down to play them at Love Letter and just absolutely <laughs> smashed them off the table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a brilliant game. Um, highly, highly recommend it, especially for eight quid. You can't really go wrong for eight quid. Cool. Um, very good. So, so Matt, you you are the one who has the biggest, broadest board game knowledge of us all. So, what what's your one that didn't make that list? I'm sorry, love letter, seven point four two out of ten. <laughs> oh, but that that is across two hundred and thirty four thousand ratings. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to narrow it down. I'll probably pick the one that my wife and myself play most often and enjoy the most. Hide uh, the pink parsnip. <laughs> similar. It's, well, it's got, it's got tentacles. Uh, it's Eldritch Horror. Um, so this is uh, away from your quick Ooh. game. This is a big game. It will take you two or three, probably four hours to play. You play a bunch of daring adventurers in the 1920s trying to thwart eldritch horrors as they try to take over or destroy the world so it's completely based on the work of hp lovecraft yeah, you'll be taking one of the ancient ones like um shoggoth or uh, cthulhu himself or one of those and it's got a board you move around you encounter different elements of that board and you can acquire better equipment or level up your stats and then try and take on more challenges and you'll have a series of trials that you need to get through as a group um, to, to finish the game um, and you can then uh, finally either try and confront the elder thing on a mano a mano style and probably be squished under its enormous foot or you can learn its dark secrets and seal it away in the nether realms forever not spoons as nether realms no one needs to go there <laughs> Well, that seems entirely reasonable. Yeah. So, Fantasy Flight Games, is it? I'm afraid so, yeah. Now, if, if uh, I was going to say Imperial Assault, but I appreciate... No! <laughs> death to the Ledger Wood! I love Imperial Assault. I think it's a great game. <laughs> How many times did you play it, Conrad? In my mind? <laughs> well, I've got a proper question about Eldritch Horror. Sure is because I had and have given away Mansions of Madness. Yep. Which uh, is another Cthulhu-esque. Why did you do that? I gave it to Marshall. That's fine. That's yeah. meant to be a good game as well, isn't it? Yeah, I've got that one as well. It's, it's slightly different. If if you think of um, the way I like to describe it, if Mansions of Madness is almost like one episode of Buffy, mm-hmm. Eldritch Horror is an entire series of Buffy. Ah, so it's got a lot of replayability. Yeah, lots of different villains you can take on, lots of random encounters that you go through, uh, different combination of heroes that you can put together. Sorry. I remember looking into the, the, the genres and those, those sorts of board games, uh, yeah. and, and I, was, I didn't know which one to get, so I didn't get any of them in the end, because well, that whole... Yeah, sorry, go on. That whole genre interests me. It's, it's, yeah. Arkham Horror is the first one, um, yeah. and they... It was probably one of Fantasy Flight's biggest selling product until they got the Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've done so many expansions, they can't just do a second edition. So what they've done is done Eldritch Horror, which refines a lot of what 
Arkham Horror had in it, but makes it more streamlined and more straightforward. Um, so let's just let's just touch on that though. Yep. Re- reading the bottom line of the description in Board Game Geek. Yep. Not at all because I'm anti-fantasy flight games. We've covered that. <laughs> it makes, and I quote, it makes the game more streamlined. With 12 unique investigators, 250 tokens and over 300 cards. Look, you know, you can't, you've got to get over this fear of tokens and card spoons. Have you started talking to someone about it? It just sounds like a lot of tokens and cards. Well, here's what you do. It's crazy, but you get a couple of bowls or a couple of baggies and you sort them out and you do it once and then it's done. And they're all going to different decks and so it all gets organised. It just requires you to to have a little patience. One of of the things I found with Mansions of Madness was it had an epically long setup time because you had to sort all this sort of stuff out. Mansions of Madness is absolutely famous for it. I, I have Mansions of Madness as well. Um, and it is a huge setup time. Eldritch Horror, um, probably the first time you set it up and get it out, it's going to take you 30 minutes. So do yeah, get your baggage and stuff around and stuff to do it. But yeah. then once you've once you've done it once, you're going to know how to do that and and get it all set up quick to go. Cool, because because I'm a big sort of Cthulhu, and I know Marshall is as well. Likes yeah. the Cthulhu, likes the kind of pulp 1920s 1930s whole thing. Um, so. Given my simplistic outlook on gaming, that one would Eldritch Horror would be a better choice for me than Mansion of Madness. Then I think it'd be perfect for you guys. You need to role play it a bit. You know, we make a big thing of passing the encounters around our table, so everyone gets yeah. to read it a little bit like they're GMing for someone else, and kind mm-hmm. of put on, put on an accent because you're going to different places. So you know, you go to Australia and put on a, an Aussie accent. Or, oh, I'm you know, brilliant at accents things like that. So am I. <clears throat> yeah. I really do good, good accents. Um, good but, accents. Yeah. Good accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that was my, yeah. That was a, that was my but, Irish accent. You drongos. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of depth to it. <laughs> See, Matt, Matt's just going, God, get me off now. I'm done. I can't, I can't do accents over there. He cannot do his accent. I cannot enough. even bring myself to do it. Yeah, but we definitely What do. was that supposed to be, Conrad? Irish. My accents. Yeah, so we, we all do. I want to play accents. the game now. <laughs> do you get a dog with it? Do you like dogs? This game right. is it is fun, but I surrender. <laughs> that was okay. Cool. I've, I've actually thought of some others that we that we didn't cover that perhaps we should have. What things accents like you mean? <laughs> no games. Talisman. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. That's... Oh, I love Talisman. It just goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the few good games I'd like to commit suicide after once I start playing. Really? Yeah. And the, the, the Games Workshop, for all those things, back when before they became Games Workshop as the honor, they used to produce some really great games. Oh, I, 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 have, I have quite a few of them. I took out my if copy you're... of Block, Block Wars recently. Oh, we, I played good. that with Not Gay Neil recently, and it was just still brilliant. Yeah. Fury of Dra- is it Fury of Dracula? Yeah, Fury of Dracula, which is taken over. Yeah, yeah. That's be. Re- I have I have a I have an original copy. I can see it on my shelf. Uh, uh, so do Blood I. Royale. Blood Royale was good. Kingmaker. Chain- oh, there's another game. Kingmaker is good. Kingmaker. Chainsaw War- Chainsaw Warrior. Yeah. Warlock. As as a solo game. Warlock is that the one I got you? Yes, thank you. Uh, what was the nuclear war one called? Apocalypse. That was a great game as well. Did they, did they do? Um, Fortress America originally. Mm, was that, that a long hill? 
No, I don't no, know. That, I think it was, was happening. They did do a co- they did do cosmic encounter though, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did. They, yeah, they did do yeah. cosmic encounter. They did Doctor mm-hmm. Who game as well, didn't they? They did. Mm-hmm. They did. Valley, well, yeah. Valley of the Four Winds. We'll have to we'll have to reach out to speaking of Doctor Who. We'll have to reach out to Warlord and see if we can get someone on from them to talk about their new. Well, Mr. Whitehead, you mean? Doctor Who going. Yeah, that would be good if we got a Mr. Um, still, I think we're probably done now. We have. So. Um, I've been Matt, Matt. Thank you. No, no, no. Okay. Stop it. I've been Conrad. You'll get Mr. Ledgerwood. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. It's been it's been absolute delight to have you on. Someone sensible for a change. I'm blocking him on Skype. <laughs> oh. Um, and we shall we shall have to get you on again. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Talk, talk about, about We shall also assault. we shall also. <laughs> Have to extradite you from your family duties and get you to come <laughs> around and play games. That'd be awesome. It's been too long since we played. Yeah, that'd be super. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also, I suppose, thanks to Conrad and thanks to Mr. Spooner. Woohoo! Um, so, until next time. And thank, been... Thanks to Mike. Thank yeah, you, thanks, Mike. Mike. Yeah. You're the best. It's all because about I'm... you. <laughs> until then, I've been Mike. I've been Conrad. I've I've been Conrad? No, I I was Conrad. (laughs) He just snorts it. I did a little bit. We've not managed to do it right yet. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily. Or via email... Fools Daily at Outlook.com. <laughs>